Well, hello, I'm Dr. Terrence Oway Sr. And I have along with me, Dr. David Hirschman. would like to welcome you to the podcast today. We're gonna to be coming from programming uh, in this podcast. So I'd like to welcome you, Dave, to the podcast. And um, I'm looking forward for all the information that you're gonna share for this week. How are you today? Thank you, Terrence. It is so good to be with you again. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm having fun. Uh, this is, is uh, something that I'm enjoying. And, you know, when we think about the potential and, you know, when you're dealing with the things of God, there is always an unlimited potential. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Isn't that a good verse? That's a good verse. Above all, we can ask or think. Come on, talk. Indeed. About yeah. Now, listen, the rest of that verse says, according to the power that works in us, yes. you and I, we believers are vessels, conduits of the power of God. Wow. Mm. What a privilege that is. I like that. Plug yeah. in the conduits. I love that. Yes, indeed. Well, all right. So today, Let's talk about programming. Now, programming is what we do, why we do, and how we do the things in our ministries. Now, unfortunately, there are things that we do, all churches do, uh, and they do it for, you know, an understandable reason, but it's not a good reason. And that reason is this. We've always done it like that. Now, how many times have we heard that in our church? Well, pastor, we've always done it like this. Well, here's what we know. The world is constantly changing. And, uh, and so we think back, boy, I think back when I was a kid, you know, what a different world that was and uh, how things have changed. I mean, here, uh, you know, here, here is my, my smartphone. Well, you know, uh, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have smartphones. Think about how we're using technology even at this moment. You know, we didn't have this even, you know, a few years ago. And so the world around us changes constantly. Now, I know the argument, you've heard it as well as I have, is that, well, the word of God never changes. God does not change. And I agree. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have a sure foundation you in one of our previous podcasts mentioned my favorite hymn of all hymns. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Okay, yes. well, I'm thankful for an anchor. Okay, I'm thankful for the unchanging word of God. But you know, here's what I also know I know that when Paul traveled to the various cities of Asia Minor, he and Barnabas, and then he and Silas and those. Uh, you know, they took a different approach. They always went into the synagogues, but they did some different things in different places based upon the culture of that place. Now, you know what? America has been always been referred to as a mixing pot. All right. We come from all different places. Yes. And as we come from all different places, we mix. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. It's good to mix. It's good to become that cohesive and, and, and all those words that we could use 
society. But we ought to recognize that within those societies uh, are uh, different, um, let's call them tastes and flavorings and all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And we're well, we do well if we know how to communicate right in that lane, if you would. Okay. And so we're going to talk briefly today about how we do our ministry programs, why we do them, how, and how we go forward from that. Mm. All right. Well, let's just talk first off about the why of ministry. Why do we do ministry programs? Well, a, a, a reason that's not good is uh, a reason that, well, you know, we need to be doing something, so we do this. Well, that's never a good, good reason. We should always strive to tie what we do back to our ministry mission statement and our ministry vision statement. We've said before in a previous podcast that we already have a ministry mission statement in the Great Commission. But now it's perfectly okay to take that and say, well, what does that mean where I live right here and wherever I'm downtown, wherever I am? And so we construct that. And sometimes we would perhaps say it this way, that we exist to bring the reality of Jesus Christ to wherever. Okay. And so, all right. So we want to tie what we do, our ministry programs, back to our mission statement. And that mission statement says, this is why we exist. We exist to bring the reality of new life in Jesus to the people of downtown anywhere, USA. All right. And our vision statement says how we're going to do our mission statement. All right. So uh, we do that. So we want to tie what we do back to it. Now, if our what we're doing, our ministry programs, really can't be tied back to our mission statement, we need to think about it. Now, let's suppose that a church does a uh, uh, every couple of weeks, they go down to the homeless shelter and they cook a meal. Uh, that's a wonderful thing to do. Because that's bringing the reality of Jesus to that, all right? Uh, Perhaps maybe they've located uh, some seniors in the community who can't shovel their snow or rake their leaves or cut their grass. Well, that's bringing the reality of that, all right? Now, uh, I'm searching in my mind for a good example, and and if you come up (laughs) with one, uh, you know, but there are things we do. And, uh, and, and I know that I, I'm, I don't want to offend anybody by saying this. All right. But, um, you know, you know, uh, many churches have uh, a church library. It's good to have a church library. All right. And, and, uh, but now how does the church library bring the reality of Jesus? Now, if we're not stressing that we want to be educated so that we can take that, then that perhaps that library ministry is a little less directed than it should be. I know I've offended somebody. Please forgive me, listener, if I've offended you. I did not mean to. But the important thing is, is that what we do must have a solid connection to our 
mission statement. Why do you exist? And if it doesn't tie back in, then, uh, you know, uh, you need to do something. In fact, uh, a writer, uh, a very popular writer back in the 90s said, if the horse is dead, get off of it. All right. Well, sometimes, you know, uh, remember that old statement? We are beating a dead horse. All right. If the ministry was great, you know, that ministry might have been great in his day. But once again, here's what we said. Times change. Things pass. Seasons come and seasons go. And if that horse is not riding anymore, uh, or as they say in the South, if that dog ain't hunting, (laughs) let it go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Now, so here's what we're saying is that we need to tie the why, what we're doing, why are we doing it? All right. And uh, then we need to look at how can we do it better? Now, uh, one of the things that I really feel strongly about is uh, our ministry in our cities. Uh, I really am burdened about young people today, uh, many of them growing up in single parent homes. Um, and uh, I know a little bit about that, you know, and I've never shared this with you before, Terrence, but I grew up for the first 10 years of my life in a single parent home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know the difficulties that, uh, that my mother went through in order to provide. And, uh, but then there's also other things, you know, you know, there are difficulties when a single parent remarries and that changes the dynamic of things. And so, you know, there is so much ministry that can be done, uh, in our cities. And that doesn't need to be cities alone in our suburbs that, um, that if we could say, listen, if our mission statement is to bring the reality of Jesus, then we want to target certain areas. And I think about how we could do that better. Well, you know, what if we started an after-school mentoring program? Or if your church is blessed enough to have a gym, then start an after-school basketball program or an after-school volleyball program. Ask God to give you the money. Ask God to give you the resources to buy the equipment uh, because you never know the lasting impression you'll make on a young person's life uh, because you took time to do that. You know, um, think about people today. You know, our taxes, uh, you know, you and I are recording this at the time of the year and tax season is coming up and, uh, you know, I don't know about you, Terrence. I have to buy a program to do my taxes. I just have not. I first of all, it scares me. I don't want to make a mistake. Number right. two, right. it's complicated for me. And so you think about the people in our communities who like I don't know how to do that. Well, I agree. I don't. I don't. You know. And so, what if you had some really good people in your church who don't? Like, I can do this. All right. And. Uh, and then getting down around tax time, we'll open our church on a Saturday and say, listen, come, bring your stuff. We'll help you do your taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know what I see that as? I see that as bringing the reality of Jesus to our community. All right. So how can we do it better? We got to know what's going on in our communities. All right. That means get out, walk in your community. And, and see what's going on. Um, you know what? There's, this isn't for everybody, but um, 
you know, go to uh, a city council meeting and uh, voice your opinion. You can voice your opinion. They want you to voice your opinion and say, listen, you know, we need to do something about this issue in our community. And I'm here to, to, to raise the banner on that, those type of things. And, uh, and so this is getting more into the last part, the way forward, ministry programs. How do we go forward with doing it better? Know your community, know the specific needs in your community, then come back and pray. Oh, God, how can we do this? How can we bring the reality of Jesus Christ to our community? Because listen, those are people that God loves, all right? God doesn't love us just because we're in his church. God loves the world, all right? John 3, 16, God so loved the world. And yes. so he's put us, we're in this world. We're not of it, but we're in it. And uh, so we're looking to know this community. We're looking to bring the reality of Jesus. And, and so we got to know it. And then we ask, you know, what are the opportunities that can address those needs? Now, you know, taking it one step further, further is uh, there are no one church can meet all the needs of its community. Let's don't even think in those terms. All right. Uh, so what we might have to do is do some partnerships. All right. Maybe we can find like churches and uh, say, hey, let's partner. Let's do this. And um, I know churches are always finances are always stretched, seems like. And uh, but also know this, Terrence, and I believe you have the same testimony that even though uh, church ministry seems to always you know, we could always benefit from a little more funds. I never missed a meal. Okay. I never lacked for right, right, a pillow right. from a bed, you know, and so God is faithful. God is faithful. And when we lay these things before him, I just have to believe that God will open doors of opportunity. So let's just recap for the moment. We're talking about ministry programs. Why do we do what we do? We want to tie it back to our mission and vision statement. And then we want to see what are we doing? And if what we're doing ties back, good, keep doing it. But if it doesn't tie back to those things, then we need to give some serious thought to saying, now, listen, how could we use these resources better? And how can we use them to really touch lives? Then we want to look and say, what are the opportunities in my community, and how can God use us to bring the reality of Jesus to our community? And I believe if we do, God will bless us as we go forward. Those are my thoughts today, Terrence. Oh, Dave, you brought some powerful thoughts for us today in this podcast. You've given us the what, the how, and the way forward. And what I love uh, all that you've said, you've focused on this key element, the reality of Jesus, our I mean, and our focus. We need to keep our focus on the reality of Jesus and have the impact of our mission statement reflecting that in a great way. So thank you for those awesome words. And I think whoever is listening to this today, uh, they will step back and see what it is they're doing because we all strive to do things better. 
by making mm -hmm. ministry effective. And we have to make it fit for where we are to meet the needs of that congregation. And as you said, we can't do everything in our ministries for everyone, but we got to make it relevant to reach them where they are and have a place that we're showing the love and the light of Jesus right where we are. Indeed. So we'll be back for another podcast. So thank you for all you've said today. So until the next time, be, be blessed. blessed.